You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. So tonight we're talking The Haunting, a movie I have not seen since 2002. Uh, I had not fond memories of it back then. And we'll find out if I have, uh, you know, see if that even goes with it. Oh, my God. I can tell you're already burnt out um, of having to to look forward to this. But uh, it's been a while since I've seen this one as well. We'll just have fun with it. Uh, We have the lovely Sarah back here again. Sarah, a a friendly Owen Wilson wow to you. And thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks. I... uh... I think this might have been the first scary movie, I use scary very loosely, uh, that I ever saw. And so I remembered it semi-fondly until rewatching it and have very different opinions now. Right. Right. Because I asked my wife, I was like, is this supposed to be scary? Well, 1999 was a different time. Right. But, but, okay. But before I talk about the movie, I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about this director. I am not going to ever say his name right. But was Jean de Bont? Jean, Jean de Bont? You could do that. I'll, I'll put a bit of a uh, Michigan on it and say Jean de Bont. Jean de Bont. Okay. He shares Jean a birthday with me, by the way. So. Does he? October 22nd. Okay, so the reason why I'm bringing this up, and, and Sarah, you know films. Eric, you know films. Check this out leading up to The Haunting. Check out his, his three movies in order of release. His first movie ever was Speed. Classic Keanu, of course. Yeah. Right? And then you got Twister. Mm-hmm. Classic Helen Hunt, of course. And then uh, Speed 2 Cruise Control. Of course. Got to follow up that. Yep. And then The Haunting. So, like, he had... Now, Speed and Twister are not good movies at all. We all can agree that they're not great, but they're, like, cult great. They're, like, fun, They were blockbusters. They're blockbuster, fun, stupid little movies. How does this guy go from Speed to Twister to this? And then he ends his career in 2003. He hasn't made a single movie since, which Laura Croft, Tomb Raider 2. He's produced uh, a bunch, but uh, yeah. That's it. Uh, uh, Sarah and I were asking the same uh, questions uh, about that as we were looking through, uh, well, his resume here, his catalog. Um, yeah, he's, he's been EP and producer on a, a bunch of other things, too. Equilibrium, Minority Report, uh, just to, to name a few. But um, I, it looks like he also produced Speed 2. So he put he put a lot of time and effort into that one. And I, I think I would be actually uh, uh, safe in saying that probably the other two blockbusters may have been, I can do some quick research here, may have been studio projects, whereas right. uh, Speed 2, it seemed to be more... Um, his faith and backing into it. Let me take a look here. I mean, like, because you can't do Speed 2 without Keanu or Keanu or whatever you want to call. But, you know, why, 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 why Eric's looking this up, Sarah, you might find this interesting. This thing was nominated across the board at the Golden Raspberry Awards this year. Yes. I did look at that. I saw that. And uh, one of the ones I was the most confused about was uh, there was the worst couple award they were nominated for, and it was for the Catherine Zeta-Jones and uh, is it Lily Lily something? Um, Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor. Yeah, for those two characters, I would never had said those two are any 
kind of relationship. Catherine Zeta-Jones is sort of flirting with her. They kind of have that moment at the beginning where they're running around the house. But there is no relationship in this movie. I don't know how they got nominated. They got nominated because clearly the movie is telling me that these women are lesbians, but they just don't actually kiss. You see what I'm saying? Well, I'm, I mean, like, yeah. it's it's right there. This movie's so poorly made. It's like, hey, these two are frolicking on books in the in the middle of of the of the house. They're lesbians for some reason. Well, Catherine Zeta Jones does mention something about how you know her boyfriend didn't want her to move, but her girlfriend did. Something like that. So it right. makes the implication that yes, she does go both ways. But the the um, Nell character has been with her mother for the last 11 years she has we don't know her sexuality right so she could be a lesbian open to anything at this point well sarah before we actually get into the to the meat and potatoes of this though to 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 continue with the screen couple thing (laughs) do you think that the reason why they didn't flat out just come out and say they're lesbians is because it is 1999 and that still was considered a little taboo i mean ellen came out just a few years before that's what i was going to ask when did that happen Um, you know the puppy episode Yes. Was that the puppy episode? Yeah. That's uh, what's. Hey, that's a, it's a great bar trivia question for everyone to remember. Uh, is that what episode did Ellen come on? And it's the puppy episode. Just tuck that away for later. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the the nineties were you know quite as 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 kids say nowadays woke, uh, and yeah, that that's probably a fair assumption. Uh, they weren't quite ready for that. Puppy episode was 1997. Uh, it looks like the top producing uh, parts of uh, both Speed, uh, 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 what is it? Oh, a Twister and The Haunting are from major studios, uh, DreamWorks, Paramount, and uh, whoever I like. Right. So I know you guys have looked this up, but I had to bring this up. I, I keep on stalling uh, before we talk about the film because I do find some of this history about this interesting. This movie was made for 80 million. And it made 180 million in the box office. It made 100 million back. The 90s were a different time. Well, because of this property. Was it a summer release? Uh, It came out July 1999. But think about it, though, too. This has Liam Nielsen coming. uh, Liam Nielsen, which also in that same year, he came out in The Phantom Menace, right? So he had The Mm -hmm. Phantom Menace coming out that year. He also had this one. Owen Wilson, just the year. No. I'm sorry. Meet the um, yeah no. Meet the parents was ninety nine two thousand. It's like get there, dude. Uh, he was in that. Meet the parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson is the is the rich boyfriend. Uh, oh, that's right. Meet yeah. the parents yeah. two thousand. And also, Catherine Zeta Jones had Zorro at this time. He uh, it looked like for Owen Wilson's credit, he was doing uh, the cable guy. He was the guy that got beat up in the bathroom, by the way. Right. Uh, he was in Armageddon. He was in Perfect Midnight. Um, just, just kind of a, a really secondary one-liner roles uh, for the most part. This looked like it's his one of his first. Oh no, the Minus Man. Yeah. This is this is a big. One. I mean, like you got you got Liam Nielsen and and Catherine Zeta Jones, Lily Taylor. Who's Lily Taylor? Why is she? At the front of this, like, you know, but this seems like like a Jennifer Love Hewitt kind of movie, like that would be like, or or a or a Sarah Jessica Park, no, not Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller. That's what I was trying to say. You know, like like those girls of the well, Lily Taylor was big 
it was big in like a lot of like the rom- the rom coms of like late eighties, early nineties, right? She wasn't say anything. She wasn't say anything, but why is she she's not star quality in nineteen ninety nine compared to Liam Neeson and Catherine Zeta Jones? Why I have her? Fine. You don't have to have a full star cast to have a movie not even work. <laughs> um, but I think you can have, you know, a, a, a slightly more no-name person act in this movie and it was not going to change anything. It still made hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, okay. I, I think this is um, this is basically kind of the, the, your basic studio practice here because they got some of the old people coming in to, to keep in the familiar and then they got some of their new up-and-comers, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Owen, Owen Wilson, you know, uh, to, to really kind of give them more of a, of a boost, you know, kind of ascend them just a bit more to the next level too. Because like you guys said, I mean, like, Catherine Zeta was coming up on this one too and, um, and so was Owen Wilson. So like this is a perfect movie for them to have underneath their belt and see if they can do a little bit more. Um, and to have a blockbuster release, a summer release like this, just like the other ones, it's just kind of right. like going to guarantee to succeed almost. Well, Eric, you and I personally have a big history with this story because it is still our most downloaded episode of all time when we reviewed the Netflix Haunting of Hill House series, which this is based on. And boy, was I wrong. I mean, I I was watching this movie, and I'm like, oh, The Crane, Hugh Crane. Okay, mm-hmm. well, the family and the Netflix show is called The Cranes. So is that Netflix show kind of like a pseudo-prequel or whatever? Nope, nope. What we get here is pretty much, like, dead on with the actual story. Really? Uh, uh, with the book, you mean? Um, yes, 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 with oh. the actual book called... The Haunting of Hill House, written by Shirley Jackson. This is damn near spot on. Almost. Now, are we to also include the Vincent Price version? The 1963? I've never seen the Vincent Price version. I'm just going off of what I've read, what I watched in this, and I'm reading the plot summary of this, and going back and looking at the cliff notes of the book and reading the plot summary of the book, it's like verbatim. Character names, mm-hmm. everything. Besides Hugh Crane and the bullshit that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> my, my wife and I literally paused, rewound once or twice. And then after the movie was over, I looked at her and said, so, Hugh, so who was Hugh Crane? And then we had to read the plot's summary to actually understand this 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 asshole. I I I I I will say though that that this movie is spoiled for me because this movie, uh, well, Scary Movie Two ripped off this movie a lot, and mm-hmm. I watched that movie more, so it's always like Big Daddy Kane. I always kind of you know. Well, let's let's go through a bit in this movie. So you have your let's main character is this. is Nell, played by Lily Taylor, and um, she's a bit distressed and and kind of a uh, you know. In dire need because her sister is an asshole, unnecessarily so it seemed like, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Her mother Sorry, just died. mom died. Here's a crappy car. I'm taking your house, but you can be my nanny and my maid. How yeah. nice am I? And that's a and good offer. And her husband was like, "We'll see you in court or something like, or the judge or you know what I mean, like something stupid." Like yeah. That so he, he says, so he chats off there, okay? And then uh, she gets a phone call. 
uh, and then telling her to go to an ad in the paper saying that there's a study. Come come stay at a, an experiment. $900. Stay in a spooky house and, and stuff like that, too. Bas- your basic setup that you would have just a kind of a cheesy thing to move the plot along, right? Right. Uh, me? What? Okay. I won. Yeah. Right. Classic. We, we've all heard that before. Isn't this the same plot of I Still Know What You Did Last Summer? I don't know. It feels like it's a plot to a lot of pornos, too. Nice. Nice. Like the, oh, I'm stuck in the washer thing. That's a new one. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, it's a good, good relevant poll there, Jordan. Thank you, buddy. I'm stuck in the washer? So, we're going to digress, no, so we're going off to... Air, uh, off, gonna, air, yep, off air. Off air. Off <laughs> air. She, so, she shows up uh, to a house that seems to be pretty close. That uh, her, her piece of shit gremlin or whatever the hell she's driving, he was able to get there, no problem. Right. Uh, beautiful house. Like, wow. That's real. That's real, by the way. Yeah, well, I would, I really... Uh, would the outside. So. Um, hold on. I, maybe I read this wrong. I thought that was this, that this house was kind of the same one they used for 13 Ghost. Uh, probably because 13 Ghosts and this was filmed around the same time. Every shot uh, from the exterior uh, of the home is a real, actual manner. Uh, everything else inside clearly was a fucking Tim Burton wet dream soundstage. Uh, just, oh, God, I hate this set. Well, that's a you could tell. You could tell that this was a set. It this had was every bad. possible architectural style you could ever want in right. one house, right. which drives me absolutely batty. Oh, it was nuts. I, I I was like, wait a minute, is is this the Casper house? And it's like, who would build their <laughs> who would build like an all glass mirror carousel what, type of thing? Caros- who who does that? Ukraine. Which we'll find out later. Uh, which we'll discuss, which I call bullshit when we actually find out the story of Ukraine, because that because that carousel still makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, I, w- I would like to. It's not even a carousel. It's just moving floor. <laughs> it's just it's creepy, it's just, creepy music. Right, it's just going around. You know, so they get there, and then we meet uh, Mr. and Mrs. Dudley. Which right now, this is straight from the book. I'm straight from the story. We got mm-hmm. Nell. We got uh, what's it, a doctor, uh, uh, doctor Morrow. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Dudley, all those, they're the caretakers, they will not sleep. The difference is, uh, Luke, who's played by Owen Wilson, in this, he's just one of those, like, hey, guess what, I'm a guy who can't sleep because of insomnia, but in the actual story, Luke is the heir to, uh, to, uh, to the crane house. So he, like, lives there. Oh, okay, then. And, like, he kind of knows what's going on. Okay, but this, the big... The two big differences from the actual story from this movie is there's no tycoon who kidnaps kids and kills them. Uh, And number two um, is the doctor is there. Clearly, he states the people were there to do paranormal investigations. I want to see what happens when you mix insomniacs with paranormal. So people already people sign up to do this. Mm. They knew what was going on. That's the that differences. Might, that maybe, I don't know if that would have added anything to it. You know. No. Right off the bat, we get the catcher Zeta Jones, and uh, we get Nell just frolicking, like Sarah said earlier. What is with the hallway that's flooded with the the books? Is that supposed to happen, or is that telling us that the house is old? 
Uh, no, there is no way that books can support any kind of weight, especially when they are wet. Uh, I How do they know as they're frolicking through the house that they can jump on these books and they're not going to fall into the water? Um, uh, they're like stepping stones. I don't, does not understand. Don't understand it at all. Right. You're 100% right, but it's like it the the set decorator, the people that built these sets, were they thinking, okay, this part of the house is flooded? Well, so here's the I, thing that I, I'm confused about, and it's if um, the director, because it's clear that he has not directed a scary movie before, nor does he really know how to. Clearly. So I don't know if it's like the, the studio wanted something scary, and he's just like, okay, this is my version of scary, or if the studio was just like, uh, we want it to be kind of just more of a mysterious type of thing like this, um, you know, keep it to two deaths, please. Yeah, keep it to two deaths, not even good deaths. And we'll also talk about the other people that was joining this house. You have uh, you have Liam Nielsen and his two cronies, which they're taken out in the movie right away. She gets hit in the eye with a piano string. Mm-hmm. And she goes away, and I look at my wife, and I'm like, well, they're not coming back. That was a waste. And she goes, no, they got to come back at the end. I was like, nope. No, they're not. They're not coming back. Well, she also kind of freaked out a little bit early, which was which is really weird. You know, I, I, I thought that to be kind of more suspect than anything. And, and due to just kind of to buddy along with her, it just seemed like, well, like, why? What was the right. whole point of that? Like, they could have been they could have been easy kills to make this movie just a bit extra you know but it's uh, uh it's crazy that a lot of the injuries really seem to be um self-inflicted whether she is plucking a piano or harpsichord string or whatever or Liam Neeson uh and Owen Wilson breaking all the glass in the dining room and then cutting themselves and then for some reason making it seem like it was the ghost's fault it's like you you idiots took a chair and just started breaking glass and then when it didn't work on the one you thought it worked on the on the exact same one next to it it was just kind of, you know, like, what are you doing? It's it's like the equivalent of just saying, all right, just burn it down. Yeah, right. That's what that's what he says at the end of the film is burned down. So the original story we get about Hugh Crane, we don't get the whole story. We'll save that for later in the show. But we find out they tell the story of this manner, and we find out that Hugh Crane was a 19th century textile tycoon. Now, I'm stupid. I don't know what textile is. Anybody cloth. know? I don't. Cloth. Cloth and, and things made of cloth. Oh, okay. In general, like super loosely. Okay, okay, okay. So he is a, he's a cloth tycoon, and he builds this house. This is the original story, uh, hoping to, you know, have a lot of children with his wife. Uh, but all of Crane's children died at birth. Mm-hmm. So Crane's wife, Renee, kills herself before the house was finished. She becomes a recluse and dies. That's the original story. Before we go on. What do you guys think of that story? Do you guys like that if that was the real story? Or do you think that's not creepy enough? What do you guys think of that story? Uh, I think it's creepy that, uh, you know, back then, everybody wants to have lots of kids. Kids die in childbirth all the time. Uh, But then to, like, build on to this house every time he like wants to have or has children like he wants to build this grand manor so he has space for all of his kids and then doesn't have them that is that seems creepy to me 
Right. I mean, every time she gives birth, a kid dies. So that means, is this built on an ancient Bindi, uh, Indian burial ground? <laughs> that thing. Eric, what do you think? I mean, do you like this this made-up story that we were told in the beginning? I I mean, sure. I, I, I would have I bought into it. I really would have. Like, if they would have kind of stuck it with it. But then they kind of got just, oh, they, they overdid it. Maybe with with everything else, um, but I understand that that's like not the surface story, and it's depressing in itself. You know, uh, a a woman who is unable to bear a child is distressed, and then we find out that later on it's because yeah, the house was built on something else, so there was some sort of other other uh, paranormal piece to it. You know, sure. Other than that's her uh, obviously agreeing to marry her ape fucking of a husband, that guy was the weirdest looking dude I had ever seen. And yeah, was he black? Was he white? He had because there was a photo, photo, and his skin was like, like wrinkly. You know, like like it looked like leather. Know. He looked like yeah. old leather. It, it looked bad. It looked really, really bad. So I will never. I have not done it for Movie Guys podcast. I will never bash a film, especially older film, with with poor CG because that's what they could afford and that's how it was at the time. Now, if they made a film. This movie in 2021, and it looked this bad. Okay, buddy, that's a problem. But this was 1999. They did $80 million budget. This wasn't T2 money. 1991, you know what I'm talking about. So I'm not going to bash the special effects, but the way they used them was really, 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 really shitty. Like like having the kids, the, uh, having the ghost kids through like, the uh, what the the uh, the fucking curtains mm-hmm. it just looked bad it just it was just it wasn't done right at all sure. it didn't look good but you also had i mean this is the same uh, studio or era i'm sorry that brought you godzilla with matthew broderick you know uh, uh kind of the same uh people that yeah. Yeah, exactly. So just kind of where we're at, the same people that brought you, you know, like, uh, you know, pod racing effects, you know, like this is, uh, or not even that, like, remember when they re-released the, uh, the, the original trilogy of Star Wars with the, right. with the added, you know, uh, special effects, the added X-Wing mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. uh, extra extended bar scene, the cantina scene, I mean. The absolutely unnecessary uh, additional effects. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So this is kind of that that same studio or obviously you know with their AOL connections they're just not able to uh, make it as as rendered as they would like to but uh, you know right. obviously you know uh, you know later on we get that James Cameron money he knows he shows us how to do it but even he made the abyss so it you know the CGI is just kind of a victim of the technology I can't hold him to it I understand that right but um, right we can laugh at it no way I mean, it's just it just was done wrong. I mean, well, because it, I, I agree because the, it looked like they tried to put too much detail on the kid's face. And it's like you didn't have to make them so like wood, like the wood carving, you know, but it looks like they just kind of reused the model that they had from the wood carving in the ghost. No, yeah, it just, yeah, it was just done wrong. I mean, like if you know you cannot pull off uh, really high looking special effects, then you want to have it in dark areas. You want to hide the strings, so to speak, you know, like you want to to mask what you can and cannot pull off. And this just, just didn't work for me. What also didn't work for me as the movie progresses, uh, Nell gets uh, crazier and crazier with, you know, she's talking to the house. She's talking out loud. People think she's going a little crazy. And I have a question for both of you. If you are, uh, 
billionaire textile tycoon and uh, you have all these rooms in this big manor, your study is in the basement of the living room? Because that makes sense. That was his secret stash, man. That was his that was his study. She even says it out loud. She goes, oh, this was your study, wasn't it? Like, does it make any sense? Like, a private, you... He's got a private study. Oh, stop it. Come no, on. No, but you don't put it under the living room. You put it in, like, the highest point as far away from everything else as you can. It's your private space. It was it behind a bookcase. The uh, Sarah, we went to go see a house at Meadowbrook Hall, and the, their private study was behind a bookcase there as well. Was it in the basement behind? They weren't under, creepy. Yeah, was it under? Was it underneath the living room? It was on the like main the floor. It was the main floor, Jordan. Come on. He wasn't trying to murder kids. And that also, we know of. that we know of, I, Sarah, you're right because also, like, if I was this guy, well, okay, maybe if I wasn't this guy, but if I was like this, this, this like this huge tycoon, and I have like this secret thing i would have to go down like three flights of swivel stairs to go to my study that just seems like a pain in the ass like it just the design of this house is stupid thank you literally stupid we the jury find the defendant stupid it makes no sense and like also at this long end of this hallway uh, she's uh, Nell's trying to get in and she can't. It's locked and she's like, "Oh, it stinks! Why does it stink?" And at the end of the movie, they get into it and they never say why that she smelled something foul. Does that make sense? Because it's the haunting. Everyone knows when you're being haunted that it smells like rotten meat. Does it? Because no, I think no. about that guy because that really pissed me off. Because she because the, because the camera doesn't move. The camera is on her. At a medium stationary shot, and she keeps on waving her nose, saying, "Oh, this stinks! Oh, oh, oh!" And then later they go into the room, and there's nothing in there. So it's like, okay, but why emphasize that this room stinks if you don't if you don't see it? Because it it smells like rotten meat. I know you guys deny that, but it's been it's been done in many movies. I'm not I'm not trying to deny it. I'm saying that that the way they did it doesn't make sense. Oh, sure, and then just not go back to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. It because I'm because I'm assuming, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it could not mean anything. You're right. You're right. I know that wasn't sarcastic. I, I really mean it. No, 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 Sarah. You were saying that you agreed with me a second ago that this house makes no sense, the structure of it. Yeah. But yeah. Go ahead. Uh, as, as, like the first scene, they walk in, and and as an architect, I'm judging heavily. And there's this like Middle Eastern feel. It's got English manner, and then you get this like Gothic feel. Like I said at the beginning, this is like they just threw up every architectural style they could that seemed maybe a little creepy or just kind of cool. Let's throw all of it together, and we're gonna make it. That's gonna be the house, and that I that drives me crazy. It drive, yeah. of movies do that. Like, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you need to have a crap house. And that's exactly what they were doing. Also, doesn't mean that you need to have the two women share a room with the wall in between. That doesn't make any sense. The I mean, giant like, we, bathroom between? Right. That's it. I mean, like, I mean, uh, Owen Wilson, we never saw his room. Liam Neeson, we only saw him laying in bed. I mean, like, so why do these two women have to be together? It makes no sense. This movie makes no sense. What also doesn't make any sense is that Nell is figuring out the story as it progress as the movie progresses, and we find out she discovers that there's something in the fireplace. There's something there. First of all, 
Who has a fireplace that you can literally stand up in? Ukraine. Uh, yeah, that was actually pretty typical. Um, well, that's you typical. Could have a, a roaring fire, or you see them more commonly in a kitchen. Like you saw something like that in uh, Haunting of Bly Manor, uh, the super giant fireplace, because you could stick a whole animal in there and roast it and serve up all your guests. Uh, the living room was a little out of, of touch, I think. Um, but it's also a really big room. You gotta, you gotta heat that. Okay, okay, Sarah. Then question for you. Then, since you're an architect, what's with the lion head? Is it just there to kill somebody, or is that an actual thing? I have not seen that before. Um, I also don't design English manners uh, in the 1800s. <laughs> they said it was something, though. They, the, the flu. The they flu. said it's the flu for the fireplace. That's not the flu. Uh, really. Supposedly, uh, that's the flu. A flu with moving parts, by the way. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure how you control that flu, but... Uh, it has a mouth. It, sw- it swings like a pendulum from side to side. Uh, and with, it bites with, people's heads off. With nothing really keeping it or holding it. Um, mm-hmm. It's Hugh it's Crane's uh, favorite weapon to use, as it is the only one that actually worked. Right, that we know of. We don't know if it's even a weapon. We know that it decapitates one person, but... Nobody has oh, okay. been there for over a hundred years, right? So for, we thought we'd open it up for this one time for a science experiment. For a that's movie, a that's a horror story. movie. It has no kills. No. Besides the end, and it's like no. okay. And it wasn't even that good. Give me the blood and the gore and the guts, and all I get is a very sad, decapitated Owen Wilson. Right, which PG-13. wasn't even earned. Well, it doesn't matter if it's PG. No. Well, I guess. Well, no, I, I mean, you're allowed to do a little bit more. Uh, the only blood that we got was uh, really, again, from self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, or, or or we also have Welcome Home Eleanor as well. Was that in blood? Uh, we'll just no, say pain. I thought the children's was... feet, too. Which, by the way, I guess they all went away, too. Like, did they clean that up? Like, what the hell happened there? Because it... that was never back, yeah. It just seemed like that just happened. Uh, the other thing about it, too, is that, like this house is massive. I, I understand that, too. But we're really only shown, I don't know, maybe, you know, six rooms at a time. And yeah, this entire, entire thing. We didn't see everything, which was uh, kind of silly because it paints the disbelief that these people are able to do things by themselves. If there's no TV, no Internet, no phone, no anything else, these people are probably going to be uh, aboard. And with acoustics like that in every room, I'm probably going to hear when someone is up to some shit. You know, like they're not sleeping. Right. I know that. Yeah, because they're insomniacs. Um, so one of the things, one of the scenes before we talk about the big reveal of Hugh Crane, uh, one of the scenes brought me back to the Netflix show, which was my favorite episode. Eric, you know, is the Ben Neck Lady episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, creepy, amazing. I've already yes. shared my opinions on that one. And they're in this inside greenhouse kind of thing within the house. And then she looks up and she sees this woman hanging. And I'm wondering, oh, is that the idea for the bed neck lady? So my question to you guys is, because I was confused, is that Crane's first wife, Renee? Because we find out later that he marries another woman, Catherine. So is that Catherine or is that Renee's ghost that's hanging in the greenhouse? Uh, now, this is what I wanted to ask because there are bones in the fireplace that we find out later as well. Right. Who are those? The Those children. Those are the those children's are the children. bones? Yeah. Yeah, those are the children's. 
Uh, okay then. So, I yeah, I don't know. So, what happened to both his wives? They both killed themselves then. I think I just would, the yeah. first. Well, Renee was she the first or the second wife? She was the first. Uh, okay, so Renee's. The first yeah. I think she is the one that hung herself. So that's the one that's hanging in the greenhouse because Catherine, so. because Kath, because because later in the film, remember the room that stinks. Nell opens it up and it's like this weird children's weird toys. And if you go farther back, you have the hospital bed with the leg thingies, you know, to give birth with. And they and and then they reveal that Nell is the great granddaughter or the granddaughter of Hugh Crane. I'd say I the, think math-wise, she would have to be at least a great-granddaughter. Yeah, the great, okay. at a great, minimum. Well, a hundred years or so, right? So, right. So that means that Catherine, the second wife, somehow gave birth to Nell's mom or whatever, and she somehow escaped. They never bring it up. But that's why I was curious. It's like they said in the beginning of the movie the whole fake story, Crane's wife, Renee, killed herself. She looks up at the greenhouse. There's a woman hanging. Brings me back to the Ben Neck lady. Is that Renee? Is that Catherine? Whatever. I was just curious what you guys thought. Like, didn't well, you make... know what? Now that you think of it, now that I think of it, I think the real winner in this movie is uh, Nell's sister from the beginning. Because uh, she's going to find out that she, too, is the great-granddaughter of Hugh Crane, and now she's just inherited a uh, very recently exercised mansion. Would she find out? Because they, we'll discuss that <laughs> at the end of this here. We'll discuss that. Uh, okay, so uh, bullshit, 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 guys. We find out the real story of the Crane residence. We found out that Crane used child labor in his cotton mills. And he took orphans into his house, tortured and killed them, and then burned their bodies in the fireplace. So the ghosts of these children are trapped. And when Crane died, they're now his internal family. Question. That's what the summary says. Does the movie say that? Oh, I, because I, didn't, I didn't think that's, so. That's I, a question. This is all news to, to me right now. I was wondering, like, I, I don't think remember, we ever got guys, that answer. Remember, guys, she goes down into the basement study. She finds this book, and she sees people, uh, kids' names crossed off with a little uh, you know, cross next to them, 10 years old, 12 years old. And she's just like, you killed him, Crane, or whatever. Does this movie say the little paragraph I just said, that he was a child laborer and he killed him in the fireplace i don't think no? so I, I i it's trying to say it without saying i guess but I, I don't know sarah did you get that vibe at all uh i did not but i will admit i also fell asleep multiple times in this movie so oh kudos uh, to you <laughs> there's parts <laughs> that you're talking about that i'm like oh great I'm, I'm sure that happened but i don't remember it at all well Obviously, sarah you don't have to riveting you don't have to remember because it didn't because they didn't say this in the movie. Right? Yeah, I, I really I think don't the only recall. Reason I knew it was from the synopsis. He Crane, pretty much from what the synopsis is telling me, the plot synopsis is that Crane was so fucked up that he took orphans, killed them, and then knowing that he was going to die, 
their souls will be trapped in the manor, so his soul will be trapped, so he will have an eternal family. <laughs> well, that's, I get that at all. That's horrible. That's a horrible plot point. That's just that's just god awful. And then Nell is going to face him one on one. I'm not afraid of you. Oh, I'm not end. afraid of you, Grandpa. That yeah, is... Grandpa. There we go. Oh, yeah. So wait a minute. So he's not the great grandfather. He's oh, the grandfather. No, that sounds I, easier I to say. Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It it's just, easier. It to sounded say. so horrible. It sounded really bad. And also, the beginning of the movie comes back at the end when they see this fucking door that's like, thou will be judged or whatever. Yeah, whoever stands in front of this door shall be judged or something like that. Now, bullshit. Bullshit again, guys. This is Hugh Crane's house. He built this fucking thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. what you're going to say. And um, mm -hmm. it, Why we... would you build a door to entrap you for eternity? Irony. Okay. Also, if you are a child murderer who takes children, tortures them, and kills them, I was I was expecting how about this? I would have liked to have more rooms in the manor like the carousel room. Because it's for children, right? A la mm -hmm. kind of like creepy Michael Jackson kind of way. Like, oh, come and Come and be on my merry-go-round, children. Well, I would rather you know? not to see it anymore because it really didn't serve any purpose. I understand that you're trying to make this mansion creepy, but you can do that just fine without making a room like that. And really, I feel like they needed to use it. The director made some bad decisions. And it was like, okay, first, we're going to have this little dance scene where you two just kind of twirling and twirling and twirling. And then the other one, we're going to have you running around crazy. Ah, 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 and then... I want you to go into this room real quick and then just kind of yell in the mirror for a little bit. And then mm -hmm. we're going to then we're going to show you be pregnant and then we're going to have you freak out a little bit more. And then, you know, it's like it's weird because she just like moves around. It's just like I watched you walk into this room voluntarily. You had to get across books to get here. You know, like, it, it's not like you stumbled into here. Uh, and and then once you got into it, there's no other exit. You just kind of bouncing along the mirrors and then you just go back out the way you came. It just seemed like. Like why? Why would you do that? Like, that's not even near anywhere where you wanted to be. No, you're right because they're also trying to tell us that she looks just like Catherine. The bitch looks nothing like. She does Catherine. not. Yeah, correct. Mm -mm. No. I, that she looks nothing like it. And then another thing that just bothered me before we get to the ending. Ending is she's sleeping in the bed. You know, they're they're taking night watch. This is before the. I'm not afraid of your grandpa shit. And Crane is the house, right? So mm -hmm. you're supposed to get the big climactic scene of his eyes with the glass of the ceiling turning and looking and trying to grab her. That is so stupid. I hate houses that morph. Like, it made no sense at all. Well, let me ask you this then. Uh, Sarah, I hope you're awake for this part. Uh, do you see okay. where the room comes alive and doesn't kill anyone, just instead traps them in the yeah. bed? I, I, I don't know. Do you remember that part, Sarah? With I the spikes. Uh, Nell was oh. laying in the bed. She wakes up. She sees Crane fly in. He becomes one with the house, and there's like these spikes, like these spears that yeah, she's sleeping under. Yeah, yes, above the bed. Yes. And the, and Do you the, remember the... me pointing that out, saying I would yeah. not sleep under there? Yeah, well, they, they came back. Impale somebody? Okay. 
Chekhov's... It was, uh, it was really slow motion, too. She was like, spikes. no, no, and the things keep on falling. Just roll to the left. Yeah, it's... Oh. Uh, this kind of seems silly, and uh, her her reactions, her screams, uh, Lily Taylor's were were not really the best either. I understand that maybe she's not built for it, and she's just doing it for the paycheck. But you know, it was not convincing. It was more of like a yelp than a than, yeah. a, than like an actual like scream. Just you know, like a holler is more of what happened. You know. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. No, you're right. She was. She she was not. You see, that's why I said earlier to both of you guys about she was miscasted in this. You need a scream queen for this. You need, you need uh, maybe not necessarily younger female, but you need a female that the that modern audiences know. Like a Jamie Lee Curtis would be good for this role in 1999. Somebody that was big in the 80s that you could bring back that it's not working much. That's your scream queen to make us feel something for her because not only is she like doesn't give me anything in this movie, but she's just a bad actress. And so I'm not believing her, her, her step into madness. Well, at all. It, it's the, the person who's cast, it can also be hotter than Catherine Zeta Jones because she's supposed to be the, uh, the model power in this one. Right. Is she attractive? I don't, I don't find Catherine Zeta Jones attractive in this movie. Mm. She was big, man. She came off of yeah, Mask of Sorrow, right? I mean, and then right after that was entrapment. But yeah. is she attractive in this movie? She's not attractive. They they were they were trying to sex her up. It was an exotic beauty, and it worked for her for however long I, that she was in the biz. Okay, I just I didn't really quite find her attracting attractive. But okay, so the end of the movie, Nell says, "I'm not afraid of you, Grandpa." Boom! He gets inside the door, and but he has to go through her, and she falls over takes her last breath and dies and then the children pick her up gracefully and now she's a part of the house what do you guys think of this is it is it justified no it just it would just wrap it up at this point this movie's creeping on two hours my popcorn's been finished already i'm i need i'm ready to go to the bathroom just wrap this thing up i i at this point i just I am so not invested in the movie anymore that any ending is welcomed. Well, I'm just curious because, like, she dies, and then no, and no, no. Jones and what's his face walk out, and then the fucking Dudleys are like, "What? What's going on?" And camera pans away, like nothing. It it doesn't matter because the okay. movie started to really just it it the dominoes started to fall in just weird directions, and. It, it just it, nothing added up to a point where it's just like, OK, again, like I said before, give me any ending and I'll just go along with it because nothing else seems to make sense in this movie. Well, I will tell you one thing that makes sense. I don't know if you guys F- heard photo books, photo albums in the in the basement that just kind of cleverly point to where the bodies are hidden and nobody right. has seen that. And those books are like rotted and molded. Like, well, nobody has stayed in the house since Hugh Crane died a hundred and some odd years ago, so nobody's there looking. Well, good for nice guy Hugh Crane leaves leaves his dastardly deeds and all the evidence just kind of sitting there ready. Here's all the names of the kids that I killed, and here's where I buried the bodies. Right there on right? the top book for you. Aren't you the main ghost? Don't you have the power? Anyway, you know what, though? You know what? I, I do myself have the power. I just cracked open myself. A brand new beer that I made for Mr. Beer. I know you guys like brewing beer. Eric, Mr. Beer's a great sponsor, right? I, I hope Love so. It. I'm about to get some in a couple weeks here. So Right. 
Right. Eric and Sarah and I brewed our own beer called Motor City Bach. Uh, it's a coffee uh, Bach beer. Uh, hopefully it turns out well. But you yourself, if you're interested in brewing your own beer, go to MrBeer.com. Type in the promo code when you purchase AFLDJYH, and you can get 15% off your whole entire first order. Again, AFLDJYH, MrBeer.com. That's from Movie Guys Podcast. Go out there, get your own brew, and uh, that'll definitely help us out in the long run. Let's get into our popcorn rating. It's Sarah, I'm actually kind of interested to see what you think first. What is your popcorn rating for The Haunting? It's a, it's a small bag. Um, okay. This is was not good. Uh, like I said, this was one of the very first. I was not a, a scary movie person. Um, and so this I probably saw when it came out with my parents. I would probably rented it. And then I probably saw it maybe once or probably once, maybe during college. Have not watched it since. I uh, saw it was on Hulu, knew you guys were doing it. I made it through half of the movie before I turned it off. And then obviously <laughs> re- just rewatched it uh, this weekend in preparation. Uh, and so I, I had some semi fond memories of like what this movie was about, but did not remember anything. And it was terrible. Right. Um, so it, that is a, a small bag. It wasn't so horrible i would give it nothing uh but it does not deserve anything more than a small bag yeah you know what i'm gonna agree with you too uh my wife being a a part of my life for many years and me doing the show for six years now every time we watch a movie together that i'm going to review she's like so what's your popcorn rating i was like small she was shocked she was like really a small i was like i've i have reviewed worse it's i mean we literally have reviewed worse uh but this this movie was miscasted all across the board besides owen wilson because he was so up and coming he didn't have the star power of liam neeson or Catherine zeta jones at that point so he's fine but you know they tried to make something that was scary and gothic and they failed at every single level there was no kills which you should get in a movie like this uh there was no psychological horror drama at all it was just oh my god my face got hit by a piano wire yeah it's it's stupid shit just stupid 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 shit uh more i just i I cannot repeat what i've already said very disgusted with this movie I have no desire to see this again. If I want to see The Real Haunting of Hill House, I'll check out the Netflix series. Eric, how about you? What is your popcorn rating for The Haunting? It's a small bag. I didn't like it at all. Monkeys can't write Shakespeare, and uh, Jandy Bont can't do scary. So uh, just just kind of plain and simple. Uh, There were a lot of parts that uh, didn't work. There were a few parts that did. I, I didn't like the casting either. I think they could have been better. I didn't like a lot of the nonsense they put in the house. You have Bruce Dern, classic actor Bruce Dern in this movie, and you give mm-hmm. him the groundskeeping role. Right. Uh, and you give him just, what, maybe a few lines at the start and then some show face at the end. What a weird thing to do. But, uh, the, you know, wh- whatever, that's what you want to do. Uh, I, I, this movie just kind of failed. This um, movie was uh, rivaled by House on Haunted Hill, came out the same year, uh, directed by William Malone, starring Jeffrey Rush uh, and Tay Diggs. I liked that one more. It was rated R. It had more kills. It was more. It had more jump scares. It was not 
you know, good by any means, but it was definitely better than this. And if you had those those uh, era of the twin movies that came out in the 90s, then that one won. This one did not. Small bag. Um, forgetful movie. Yeah, it'll be, no, it'll be it, fun to slam on later, you know. Question before we get into that in the future. Is The Haunting of no, House on Haunted Hill, that has nothing to do with this, I'm assuming, right? Correct. That's, just, that's at a same asylum. That's, in a, that's okay. a bet of a million dollars. It's a different thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, if you don't remember why we're reviewing The Haunting, it's because this is part two of our late, eh, just our mid-late 90s horror uh, series that we're doing throughout the year of 2021. And in February, you will be hearing a part three. Eric, you have any idea what we're reviewing in February to continue this series? What are, what are we reviewing? We're gonna re- we're gonna be doing Urban Legend. <laughs> All right, that one, Sarah. I, I remember that. I have never seen it. <laughs> um, <laughs> every urban legend, the serial killer kills college kids on college campuses. Yeah, based okay. off of urban legends. Bloody Mary and uh, High Beams. Uh, the the hook I think was in there too, right? Uh-huh. The hook and okay. also okay. also also uh, the dog. In the microwave. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, and the pet, yeah. the pet rat or whatever too. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, so that's how clever this serial killer is, and they kill people. Their costume is a hoodie. Oh, well, terrifying! Yeah, it's a big good one. Starring Joshua Jackson from Dawson's Creek. Oh, oh, I'm on board. Let's I do don't this. Wanna... Blonde Joshua Jackson. Even better, he was blonde in Cruel Intentions. I know. Yeah. Is that what you were going for? The, I mean, yeah, because that's going to be our Valentine's weekend movie. So perfect. Perfect. Well, everybody, thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. We really do appreciate it. And thank you, Sarah, again for joining us on this episode. Thank you again. And uh, of course, like always, check us out on all social media platforms and also on MovieGuysPodcast.podbean.com. And you can get all of your uh, Movie Guys podcast needs. Thank you so much. And we'll be back next week for Mank. So I'm kind of excited for that one since that's Aaron. Uh, was that? Fincher's next film. So, yep, Mank next week. Have a good night. <laughs>